welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles. And Chief Scientific Operator, Sam. Scientific Operator? Yep. Any explanation on that one this Prove week? Prove I'm not. Prove <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm okay. here, I'm defiant, and I'm bullish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week we'll start with an apology from me. Uh, just that loads of people have been asking. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you'll know that when we were first doing them, we had loads of questions coming in. And then they sort of disappeared. And it was only because I just didn't have time to do them on the podcast. The questions were still getting answered to anyone that sent them or on YouTube when we get asked them there. They, they all still get answered. It's just that I, I like to pick out some highlights for the podcast, yeah. but we just didn't have time. Have you got some? Uh, I have got a couple. But Ooh. first off, I want to talk about your description of a classic vehicle, which was entirely incorrect. Okay, let's go. Because uh, I... I... I'm part of this group chat, but I still don't understand what I said was wrong because I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is one of the great things that I'll mention to Sal and say, oh, you said this last week. And I'll be like, did I? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, did, well, did you not just hear it? And then I remember that he doesn't listen to any of it anyway. And that as soon as he said it in this room... Completely forget about it. Yeah, the podcast After every podcast, you're titling him on the computer and you say, what did we talk about? Like, I don't know. I've just stopped talking about it. So it was... Because you weren't sure... What I said it was an Austin. So it's an memory. Austin 7. Did I not say Austin 7? I think you did, but then you tried to say a load of different numbers, which made it seem like you just were guessing. So I got it right, basically, it, is what you're saying. It looks like um, no one listening has probably seen this, but if you've ever seen Sam go to a casino and look at a roulette wheel, he looks at the numbers, he has a few in his head, and then, and then he bets them all. Just, just start <laughs> shouting numbers that he thinks are going to come in, which is pretty much how he approached what this Austin was. Yeah, I think seven, maybe 13, or is it 11? I'm thinking, is he thinking Apollo? <laughs> <laughs> but so this is an apology and a ribbing for something that I got wrong that I didn't actually get wrong. I just elaborated too much on. Well, you did get it wrong because you sort of described the car wrong. I said he bought a chassis and is rebuilding it and you don't need to wear a seatbelt from memory, is what I said. Yeah, which would be correct. Yeah. There you go. But it was, I think it's more of the... Well, okay, fine. I, I, don't, I don't want to go into a long thing on this because we've got so many other bits <laughs> to do on the podcast. But all everyone needs to know is Sam was wrong. Yeah, and see, he has to bring it up because it's so very rare that he, I have to say I'm wrong on the podcast. Usually it's you going, I got this wrong... I didn't check my facts on this. I don't really know a lot about this. I'm sorry that I said this when it's not. Basically, every might as well call this the Miles Sorry podcast. The problem, no. The problem would be <laughs> is that if I was doing it for TMS, Sam, we would have to do a podcast each and every day of about three hours long of how many things Sam's got wrong that day. So, well, it's not correct, is it? Because mm. how many times have we said that on this podcast? Go back to the history. Well, Everybody I, go and listen to I, every podcast and count Sam, it up. I am... Anything but a kind friend. And I very rarely pick up your faults. No, but I pick up on yours quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like when I passed the, te- the theory test better than you did. Yes, you did a good job there. Yeah. yeah that were, and, and fair play to you. We should do a video of us t- retaking the driving test. <laughs> <laughs> just, do you know what? Actually, that would be an interesting video, wouldn't it? Borrow an instructor and just ask Yeah, and say, say look, I, I have a license. Here's my license. Yeah, yeah. But can you come and sit in the car and tell me how I pass or how I don't pass? I quite like the idea of that, actually. Do you think you, so? We've done. I reckon I'll do better than you there as well. Do you think you do better on a practical? Yeah, I think so. Because because I'm just an all-round better driver. <laughs> mm, that's a strong statement. <laughs> but so far, factually correct. I'm not. I'm just trying to think. Cause I'm trying to think of, on a, a practical driving test. Mm-hmm. The areas that they're looking for. Uh, in fact, a, a good friend of ours knows exactly the areas they're looking for because he just failed so many bl- times. <laughs> blasted through all of them so many times. Um. But I'm trying to think of the areas they look for and what you would be like. What's the most common? Not that you're you're doing it wrong from how everyone drives, but what would be the thing that you would be breaking? Well, it's fine. You know, you have to drive like a spanner. You have to hold your hands at ten <laughs> and two, constantly not look in front of you, but look at your mirrors. Oh yeah, you have to have your head on swivel. Yeah. Yes. And then that's it. And then if he says stop, you have to slam your foot on the brakes. Do you do a shoulder check every single time? Like no, you should do? I don't think you do shoulder checks unless you're going backwards. No, you should always do a shoulder check. Whenever you're changing lane. Oh, if you're changing but... lane, yeah. Okay. It's not very often they ask you to change lane, though. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it would probably be something like the way you hold the wheel. Yeah, 10 and 2. Yeah, feed, but, it, feed it through. But you're, when was the last time, genuinely the last time, you got in your car and did a single journey at 10 and 2 for the whole thing? Oh, not for the whole thing. Well, I do it in stages when I'm taking the mick out of people learning to drive. <laughs> 
Right, so anyway, a couple of apologies from just people who have been waiting to hear them and, you know, they haven't been coming up. Uh, we had a few interesting questions. One of them was someone asked me about, um, this was on YouTube, I think. They were looking at the Jaguar XK, which right. has gone out of production now. Um, but they were looking at that, or one of the early Maseratis, I think it's the 3200. Okay. And they were like, well, one of them has like the exotic name because as much as jaguar may be a prestige name it, it isn't so much attached to exotica yeah whereas maserati rightfully or wrongfully i mean their new mc20 is an incredible car but they've also knocked out things like the Gra uh, grackel mm -hmm. which is just like fiat had an suv body maserati <laughs> had a badge and the two sort of crashed into each other um but the problem with decisions like that is what you are comparing is a relatively, I don't want to say inexpensive, but a sports car that you'll be able to get serviced and taken care of at most specialists. Yeah. Um, especially if it is something like a Jaguar and you're in the UK or Europe, you're going to find it very easy. In the US, as long as you're in sort of a major city, you'll probably also find it easy. Compared off to Maserati, which <laughs> it, even in Italy... In fact, in Italy, the, one of the things a lot of people get wrong is they think everyone in Italy's got a supercar, but no one has. Because, <laughs> you know, they're very, very expensive. Unless you're in a particular area of the world where uh, Ferrari and Maserati have, like, a real stamp on the area. Funny enough, where my wife went to university, there was a Maserati-Ferrari dealership. Oh, really? Between her walk from where sh her student accommodation was and her university. Wow. Um, she didn't have to pass it in every single because the university was quite big. But I walked past it. Like, I was just walking down the road with her one day. Hadn't been to this area before. And I'm looking forward. And I'm, is that a Ferrari? That's a Ferrari badge on the thing. Oh, oh yeah, they, they've got a Ferrari and Maserati dealer here. I'm like, <laughs> here? This wasn't, you know, it was a, it just, it was a nice part of the country, but it wasn't like it was, um, you know, you expect them to be, say, in Manchester near where the footballers mm -hmm. either live or play football because yeah. the, the customers are there. Just as a classic example, this wasn't that at all. I looked at it and I just thought, they leave some of those vehicles out at night. And <laughs> as far as I can see, their security measure is a three-foot fence. Yeah. So, But yeah, so if you lived there... But if you're sat in a Ferrari, a three-foot fence looks very tall. Yeah. <laughs> um. So if you're really good with cars, you don't mind working on them yourself, then the Maserati could be quite tempting. The problem would be there are a few parts on them that are individual to the car. Okay. And there's some really good specialists that have popped up, but you have to sort of know it, you know, know that they're there. Otherwise, you could find yourself waiting on back order for parts for ages. So I know this is a question I've already answered, and I said, if you're, you know, if you're a real car enthusiast, then the Maserati. But actually the jaguar probably nine times out of ten would be your better pick jaguar x plus you can go and nick whatever you want from your friend's house then because you own a jack exactly you know i'm still shocked that i haven't got a jaguar well technically you've got a jaguar land rover it's vehicle. jaguar land rover isn't it so next time i pop to your house <laughs> open the boot and start loading things in um yeah i might just buy an old jaguar mainly the contents of my garage i imagine <laughs> oh mate i would reverse into your garage door and say oh Terribly sorry, old chap. <laughs> <laughs> also, you need a new sofa, a new dartboard, a new all the tools, <laughs> a new <Yes>. saw bench. <laughs> uh, another funny one that keeps coming up is um, we've done a few Range Rover guides now, and the amount of people that comment on a Range Rover guide that you should buy anything else and that the cars are awful versus all the cars that we do guides for that those people suggest you go and buy that they don't watch or comment on. <laughs> Like, I hate... You could have saved yourself a lot of time, mate, and just said that on the video. Yeah, that could have been... These more... are all awful. Go and buy this. Someone left a comment, and you know what? Comments don't, they don't really bother me when they're negative. It is what it is. People, some people like that. But someone just put a thing of, here's my buyer's guide, don't. <laughs> and I thought, that's quite funny for four lines. I'm but... glad you got to see my comment. <laughs> yeah, for four words, sorry. But you've... You've gone onto the internet. Mm -hmm. So you could be doing anything with your time right now, but you decided to go onto the internet and go onto YouTube. You've seen a thumbnail for, let's say, I don't know, 
why asteroids are flying at a certain speed or why steam trains are no longer in it. You've seen all these things. And at the end of it, you've seen uh, the impression from YouTube for our video, which is a buyer's guide for a yep. Range Rover, which is really aimed at people that sort of say, I want to buy one. I want to be aware of the things that I should look out for. I want to watch the video. And you've gone there just to say that you have your own buyer's guide, which can be summed up in a single word. Yeah. But I just got home. I was tired. I was hungry. <laughs> and I was fed up with you. <laughs> and you've been saying, can you share this? Can you share that? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I thought, do you know what? Here's my buyer's guide. Don't buy one. Done. Do you know what? The reason I know it's not Sam just trolling me because it would be a lot more detailed and abusive. <laughs> yeah, I'd spend some time on it. Yeah, I'm about to say, if ever I get a four paragraph long comment on a thing, I'm this like, channel is <laughs> utter yeah. turd. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. And Here then, he is. And then there'll be a comment at the bottom of, of all this long thing saying, but the, the chat that works with him is an yeah. absolute angel. I can, he's not on this video, but I can tell this guy's got a great co host on a podcast. Um, but anyway, yeah, so th that would just one of those oddities when you're trying to do stuff like a lot of people say buy a Land Cruiser, and it's like, yeah, great, you know, Land Cruiser will do um, some great off roading, well, yeah, etc. But the video for that has n one, like, maybe 10% of the views for Range Rover, so there's got to be a reason why people are more drawn. Yeah, so they can comment. This is rubbish. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I wonder if um, I wonder if things get pushed out a little bit more if they're sort of a little bit more risky. Pop up, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, um, other questions we had. Someone was really interested in buying an Audi S8. Ooh. But uh, they were a little bit worried about maintenance on the four-liter turbo. Uh, I think it. You can watch the buyer's guide, but I think it's a. a I think it's like 2013. Or 2015 there's a particular year onwards where you should be safe so if you're like really worried and maybe you don't know too much about the cars or you're not that um, confident working on them yourself uh, you can go for a particular age on those and you're safe another person asked me again an audi and it was the old rs6 so sam do you remember the original rs6 not the one mm -hmm. the one from um lockstock or snatch yeah you go. Was, yeah. yeah you've got it um i think it was gray it was a gray yeah. one in that video i might have even put a a sort of a snippet from that um, from the film, not a snippet, but you know, like a screenshot, screen grab of that exact one. Um, Are the, all these questions just a plug for you to push the buyers guides for these cards? <laughs> no, no, it's just I just there's a few on there. And You've I just thought, done so many buyers guides now that you can link it to any question. <laughs> um, do you know what these are actually just the ones I've done in the last few days? Because <laughs> there's been so many questions, I'm like I could reach back, but I just can't remember them all. Um, but they were basically asking, for the first generation, if they found a really, really good one, low mileage, everything else, is that better than the newer one? And be more expensive. <laughs> yeah, the, the problem is, the newer one, so you get the V10, if you're on the one after that, mm -hmm. yeah, the C6 generation, which we've done separately, we've done a bias guard for. It's the one that, if you ever watched Top Gear, they did that race to the ski resort. Oh, and yeah. And Hammond's in the blue RS6. Mm -hmm. That's a mm -hmm. real favourite of mine, that V10 one. Um, but there is like a known, but this isn't me being biased to particular models of Audi. It's not, um, like a group think of people who all bought the newer one. It's just generally speaking, it's not like a slight step up. It's like they made the first one. They did a relatively good job for the technology and everything they had at the time. Mm -hmm. Then they, when they made the second generation, the C6, there was a huge jump. Right, like okay. the, the quality difference. Of course, they can still break and they can still fail and they can still be expensive. But when you're comparing them off to the first generation, even a really good one could still cost money. It's just the technology of the time. It's like yeah. if we look at the S3s that we both really like, the mm -hmm. older or the first generation. You know, the tech, they were built in the 90s. They were developed in the 90s. So if you're comparing them off to the next generation, which was more like 2000s, more yeah, they're obviously of, going to be different <laughs> yeah i mean for a start just things like cad just computer aided design the amount of additional computing power they would have had yeah that it it's it was a, just a huge jump around that particular period so 
you know yeah if you're really into it i think my answer to it was if you really want the early one go for the early one because you'll love it and you'll enjoy it and that's what you should buy a car for but don't buy it thinking i've spent more money than i could have done by buying a slightly cheaper good newer one mm -hmm. it will be perfect because you know some people had problems with well those. it just won't be with it <laughs> no. i mean there, there was reports some people who did like four thousand miles on them brand new and needed engine replacing wow yeah or had gearboxes lurched they, they, but at the time they were pushing the envelope so far yeah that everything's so stressed everything, and so pushed to its extremes yeah. this is what i think a lot of people don't get about when we talk about land rovers or um, any type of off-road vehicle and people generally say well they all break and it's like they're designed for a purpose which is off-roading and although a lot of people don't what happens is a lot of people use them on the road and then one day you know in five years of never using them off-road they think oh well i've got this big four by four go off <laughs> don't put don't use any of the systems i've got road tires on yeah just drive off mountain yeah and so just four by four is what it does yeah and, and even if you haven't maintained it that well it will yeah. just magically do it mm -hmm. basically and, levitate to the top and then when it breaks they'll say oh it's all just rubbish blah 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 and it's like mm. if you had a formula one car <laughs> and you said oh, i just need to nip to the shops on oxford street and, it's, and then you would be like oh, it's overheated but really keep stalling <laughs> yeah. the brakes are squeaking at every opportunity it's an extreme example but people get the idea that, every time know, i put my foot down i spin in the circle <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, I just wanted to do a, a, a quick round off on a few of them um, because I know people are, are interested and I've had questions saying, oh, how come you don't do them anymore and buying advice. And if, if, some, if you do, you know, if you're looking at a couple of cars at the minute and you want to know what either Sam or I think, just let us know. It's not, it's not a problem. We'll, we'll let you know. We, we may have a bit of a personal opinion sometimes, yeah. especially Sam. Well, I wouldn't say I was opinionated. No? No. I don't think I'm the sort of person that just chucks out opinions without thinking of consequences mm. and leaves their friends and co-hosts to deal with any problems. No, I don't think that's fair like to you. say. Yeah, no. That no. doesn't sound like you at all. No. What, what Especially you... like last week when we were yes. talking about that, that thing in the Oxford thing. I didn't have any strong opinions on that. No. I was very balanced, very fair. I'm like the middle ground of this podcast. You, you on didn't... the other hand, come in like a bull in a china shop with your opinions, charging through the podcast. If we get through a podcast and Sam doesn't suggest that someone gets fired out of a cannon, then I take it as a good podcast. No, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you have for this week, Sam? Do you know what? I was just thinking about what I had. Yeah. And I think I'd like to do a slight teaser for what I had. Oh, and yeah. I'd actually like, and this will shock you, and it's good you're sitting down. Yeah. I'd like to go away and actually do some more research and come back with an in-depth vocal article for it next week. I am shocked. Yeah. So, what I'm going to talk about next week, as a little teaser, yeah. is... Now, also, I'd like to go away, because I'd like to learn how to pronounce the company name. <laughs> so, I think it's Hermes. As they, it's H-E-R-M-E-U-S. Oh, I was going to say, it's not like the delivery company, is it? No, no, it, not Hermes. It, it <laughs> I really hope they haven't been making what, I, what, they're, what I'm about to talk about. But yeah, I'm going to go away and do a little bit more research, but I saw a story uh, this week, actually. I messaged you about it, didn't I? That they've started to develop well they have developed and they're testing a special type of engine uh, like a plane engine that can go from a turbojet to a ramjet and then back to a turbojet and i'm going to leave you Ooh, there interesting. as a tease because some people will be going i don't know what that is and i don't want to sit here and say what it is without doing a little bit more research it's my own fault because i told i told Moz about this and i didn't come with enough preparation today so i am for the second time on this podcast, apologising <laughs> for my lack of readiness. But I shall come back next week and we shall talk about that. And I shall be very excited to talk about it because it looks really cool from what I've read so far. Uh, fair enough. Well, I have motoring news that I was going to do at the end of the show. But I'll so do you it have done research for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Sam, there is a proposal to move MOTs to every two years. What do you think of that? Woohoo! <laughs> Good. Now, as we Mr. said, I'm very, I'm very balanced and yeah. say, yes, good, right, move on. <laughs> um, I'm not sure it will go anywhere. No, it won't. And to be honest, with the state of some of the cars that you see driving around on the road, yeah. I'm surprised that a car can get through an MOT, because obviously all MOTs are completely legal, none of them are passed through because they're your them, mates. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised cars can get through an MOT and get to the state you see them driving around in, in a year. Yeah, it's I mean, almost like some cars haven't got proper MOTs. <laughs> the one, the one thing that 
gets me. I, I kind of get it when you see, for example, a five-year-old Vauxhall Insignia mm-hmm. that looks in really rough shape because you know it's doing like forty thousand miles a year on under some yeah, on yeah. some the you know some reps driving it, and so you think I'm not going to hold anything against the MOT tester because it was probably fifteen thousand miles ago that he saw that car. But some cars you look at... When they're driving you, it, and they're literally clouds of smoke coming out yes. the back of it. And you're like, that's not happened in the last 12 months. No, that's not happened in the last 12 days. And like, if you went to them and said, when's your MOT? Got done yesterday, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did it yeah. pass the emissions? Yeah. Because uh, it was off. <laughs> I think someone was listening in Oxford to our last oh, week's podcast. good God, we're bringing this back, are we? Yeah. What, uh, there's a company that have set up in Oxford as an EV battery factory what does it matter because apparently you're still gonna have to pay to move your car around well what i think this company's (laughs) done is they've heard us report on the company in lancashire that's gone bust yes and and they've moved closer they've they've set up in oxford because they've the epicenter well (laughs) we can be there right yeah and then we can tell the town councillors that we need to get to work right because i would set up a company you know if i lived in oxford and i wanted to stay there i would set up a company and be like look I need to get to work, and I've set up a company in your jurisdiction that provides <laughs> jobs. It wouldn't. It would just be the miles driven, and I'd just be employing you <laughs> on a minus salary. Yeah, I'd have to pay you. Yeah, a load, load of stipends going around. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, bit of an odd one, but 300 jobs they reckon it will bring in. Wow. So, positive on that side, but just a bit odd timing that you've got one reporting going bust. Yeah. At the exact same time, another is reporting opening. And yeah, a little being, bit odd. It being in the home counties versus being up in Lancashire. Mm. I don't like that. I, I think if there was a good amount of jobs going to an area of this country that, that didn't have those jobs, yeah, that they probably should. I understand there has to be competition. And, you know, this other company, they'd be very upset if another mm-hmm. company was getting propped up. I get that. I do get it. But surely you could sort of sit down around a table yeah. and work out something. Um couple of other bits aston martin uh, aston martin are doing a swan song for the dbs cool 770 horsepower to the surprise of absolutely no one because they do that sorry it's a 770 model right um three hundred pounds 759 brake horsepower oh, that's good so it's the ps versus the brake horsepower mm-hmm. that make, makes it a 770 not really that surprising that they're doing a swan song because they already did this with the um with advantage yeah so the fact they're doing it with the dbs i don't know I, at the end of the day it's three hundred and fifteen thousand pounds i don't think we need to cover it off no and it's surprising you don't want to talk about Martin since you sold your shares in them. yeah <laughs> I mean, it's not Show what they've made a car looks all right yeah. move on um it will be between 314,000 and 337,000. There'll be a total of 500, well, just shy of 500 made. Over More half. than my house. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm sort of like, I really want to do a good, you know, a good piece on this. But. You remember when Aston Martins were like obscene and they were like 120 grand? Yeah. And a I... Range Rover cost like 60. Yeah. That was the. Now uh, a Range Rover's 120. I was going to say, that's the other thing I want to bring up. The new Range Rover Sport is. What's this, 180 grand? No, what's Im- remarkable to me is that, um, what's it, so the, the bait, well, it's not called anything base when it's Range Rover. The full-size Range Rover mm-hmm. in the UK is £99,000 starting. Right. Okay. A Range Rover Sport with a, a few optional extras that most people will probably tick in the sort of HSE or autobiography spec that, again, most people will tick. Yeah. Is £100,000. I know Land Rover need to sort of up the income that they get from vehicles, but they are taking the Range Rover brand almost off into like the never never. Yeah. Only if you, I I know it, it's not like they were the, the budget brand. To, to, no, but you could but you could have aspirations of owning one one day. <laughs> when you're starting at a hundred for the big one, mm. the the Sport isn't much smaller. Which I, I can only imagine they're doing this because they now have. A, a pretty chocker lineup. You've got, um, mm. you've got the Sport and the Range Rover at the top. Then you've got the Velar. Then you've got at the bottom the Evoque. Yeah, so you've got four vehicles. It's a lot of Range Rovers. <laughs> it is a lot of Range. When there used to only be one Range Rover, all of 
what would it have been, 18 years ago, there was yeah. one Range Rover. <laughs> then there was two, but there was a clear distinction between a Range Rover and a Range Rover Sport because they had different chassis. Yeah, the Range Rover vote doesn't make much sense to me. It's the cheapest car they sell, which just I find but, that bizarre. See, you just I don't know why they didn't just well, you get the Discovery Sport. But this is what that I'm is, saying. They're so the same just, car. just in case anyone was confused, what I'm saying there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the cheapest car Land Rover yeah. sell. So you want a Discovery Sport? You go in, they say, oh, that's more expensive than a Range Rover Evoque. Yeah, because the Range Rover Evoque, it's, Rover it's not even a nice looking car. No, I, I mean, know looks are all subjective to the you know it's in the eye of the beholder yeah. and all this sort of stuff, but. Let's it, be honest, it's called a spade a spade. It's not a good clean car, is it? I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're at that budget and you want a 4x4, I suppose looking at, because I know Sam will sort of say Volkswagen Touareg, things like that, and um, Tiguan, but actually they're they're not in the same price bracket. That's well, no, a, a, Touareg, a Touareg isn't, no. No, but even the Tiguan now for like a nice R line. Yeah, well, that's not a 4x4, is it? So. No, I, the only thing I was going to say is let's say you had thirty to £35,000. You kind of really ask if if you're looking around there, yeah. the Evoke's probably one of the better ones you could buy. That in is that true. Bracket. I'm just surprised that. But they I agree went... with you in general. Yeah, I'm yeah. just surprised they diluted their brand image to go. I don't want to say go that low because that's like you're judging people that own one. No, but no, not at all. You know what yeah, I mean? Go but... that low as because Range Rover is always like Land Rover's prestigious brand. I mean, if you put it this way, the swing between the bottom spec Range Rover, mm-hmm. if we're just doing Range Rover as a whole brand, the bottom spec. And the top spec is a hundred and twenty thousand pounds. That's the gap. Yeah, that's normal, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> for a luxury car brand. Do you know what? Actually, what would what would have a higher same <coughs> same badge? What would have a, as in the Range Rover? Like, what would have a bigger swing? Um, Maybe. Brabus. When Ooh. they made the smart car. <laughs> <laughs> when they made the smart yeah. car, they the Bra- I think Brabus do um something for the A. A class AMG. Okay. The A35 AMG. Yeah, they might do a kit for that. And then they're. But they're not really a manufacturer, are they? So. No, they're not. Um, what sort of. So it's got to be. maybe someone... Aston Martin, when they did the version of the smart car. <laughs> oh, and they had the they did the... Yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was a great little car. Uh, never seen one. Never seen one in, in, <laughs> on the road. I've seen one at a car show once. Yeah. And funny enough, I had to tell my wife, I was like, that is your. Uh, it's not actually. It wasn't no, even an Ago, no, was it? No, it was, it was a smart car. It was a um, no, no. It was a Toyota. Oh, it was the IQ. Toyota. No, it wasn't IQ? called an IQ. It's called something else. I know which one you mean, though. It was. It was the tiny Toyota. Though. Yeah, the little Toyota. Smaller. Yeah, I knew someone that owned one. It's literally two seats, and it doesn't have a boot. Yeah, <laughs> which is what then the Signet. Was yeah, for, for I'll find Martin. out. You carry on talking. Um, it's called. Anyway, the 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 bizarre thing for that, and I just wanted to bring it up, was that it, it has moved the Range Rover. Uh, name up and I know no one's crying for that but what it's also done is then if you're looking at Land Rovers now unless you are looking at the sort of Discovery Sport which is you know the entry um, everything is 50 ish onwards you can get a base Defender in like 90 so that's like a three door I think in yeah. the 40s but um, I think a lot of car manufacturers are doing this I think they're doing it off the back of supply shortages and everything else but We've talked about all that before. I just I wanted to bring up the, the sport pricing because it was a bit odd to me that they've moved the sport so close. Yeah. That there was always quite a saving between a sport and a full size. And, you know, people were making the decision for sport either for budget reasons or because they didn't want such a large vehicle. Now, a little bit more difficult to make the distinction. It's nearly the same price. It's nearly the same size. Yeah, exactly. So... I yeah. think it was called the IQ. Oh, yeah, I said Toyota IQ. I thought it was the IQ. Yeah, um, yeah either way. <laughs> anyway, the Aston Martin, the 5.2 litre, the V12, quad cam, uh, twin turbo, 0.6, seconds. But I, I, I would be really interested, anyone listening, let us know. When we sort of talk about stuff that is over £250,000, if you're that interested. Because if you're not, I don't want to do it. Do you remember when we were younger? So I'm talking 15, 18 years ago now. So when we were around 15 years old. And a new supercar would come out. And it would be like, sorry, excuse me. <coughs> it would be like the be all and end all. And we'd be talking out for ages. And you'd be like, oh, it does naught to 60 in four seconds. And yeah. it can go six million miles an hour. And it'll make you a coffee while you're driving down the motorway <laughs> backwards on fire. 
and nowadays it just seems like there's so many supercars and there's so many different models of supercars and they just become so bland in a way yeah like every sort of supercar's sort of just bland they like, might look edgy and stuff but you get inside it and it's all very safe and it's not you know, like on a I'm Lamborghini Murcielago, you drive sideways with your hair on fire. <laughs> now you drive a shear on at 250 mile an hour and you could genuinely send a text while you're driving. Not I know legal, you know that, legal, no, I know you shouldn't, but, yeah. but you know what I mean. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you were driving a Murcielago LP640, you wouldn't dream about picking up your phone. Is there an exception to that? Because, do you know what, as you were saying it, I was trying even, to think of one and I'm struggling. Uh, this is a lot for me to say. Go on. And it pains me to say it. <laughs> but even Koenigsegg now are a bit, they're probably one of the ones that are hanging on to being a bit mental. But even some of their newer stuff, it just doesn't excite me as much as like the original stuff did. Do you think that's because... I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. Yeah, that's but what I'm But I still ask. have, like, this, I still, like, I'll look at some, some machines and stuff and be like, wow, that'd be really cool to own that. Like, you show me a Mercy Largo and I'm like, yeah, cool. You show me, like, the, the Aventador or whatever their new one's called. I don't know if it's still an Aventador. But I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, there's a Lamborghini. If you drive past one on the motorway, it's not, wow, it's, oh, there's one. Maybe we should get Oxford Council to do a survey for us. Yes. As to yeah, what's that's the Yeah, we'll get whichever result we want. <laughs> 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 I think, actually, just quickly before we move on, my main culprit for that, I think, is Ferrari. You think? Look I'm at Ferrari's to... current lineup. I don't even know what, their, what their version of the 458 is now. You'll know better than yeah, me because I lost. 296. Okay. Yeah. So that's their current version of what would have been the 458 back in the day, yeah? That, uh, that sort of they shape because they still do that sort of shape don't they yeah because basically they've lost the v8 they go right. they, the v6 is but they don't look wow anymore do they i mean they're nice obviously you look at it and go yeah it's a good looking car that yeah you yeah I'm, for instance I'm, we were talking the other day i don't know whether you want to mention it on here well i'm going to mention it so it's going to get mentioned <laughs> but we were talking about potentially going to the supercar show in the summer yes there's a miles driven sort of thing like you're going to look at the cars there, and you're not going to be like, it's not going to be like something that's on the calendar and you're ringing every day until you get there. And we'll have, a, we'll have an exciting, good time. But you'd probably be looking for some of the older stuff there. You wouldn't necessarily be looking at the new stuff, if that makes sense. I mean, if you disagree, then, you know, by all means, I would like to hear that people are still really interested. Is anyone putting up pictures of current lineups on their wall as a younger person? Do we have any younger listeners? Uh, we do have a few young, younger listeners. I, have you got, I mean, we not, obviously Not when we you're had... talking. They seem to all go away. Well, that's fair. But like, <laughs> Top, I remember Top Gear used to do like the magazine. They used to do like a supercar magazine once a year. And I'd just sit and just flick through it and just look constantly at the pictures of the cars yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I'm um, desperately trying to fill for you now because I know you're Googling something. <laughs> I was just trying to, I was just trying to double check that I was right on the, the 296. Um, being sort of the entry point. I'm trying to see if they had anything that would, would be cheaper. But that's this is part of my point. You don't know. No. If I'd have said to you 15 years ago, what Ferraris, what cars do Ferrari make? You'd be like, oh, they make the 458, this, this, the Enzo, this, yeah, yeah. and this. I think the bigger problem is, I was right. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the problem is, is their range now. I'll tell you what, Sam. I'll, how many cars do you think Ferrari This makes? was going to be a quiz that I was going to do in a few weeks. What, how many cars uh, no, no, just a few manufacturers and see if you could la you could name the entire lineup, the current for sale lineup of some. Do you know what the? I don't know whether you'd find it interesting or whether do people you know what would. The sad but... thing is, is that if it was like, I was going to say Hyundai, but I probably I don't know if I could answer all of them. For, but if it was like a normal brand, yeah, I probably could. But... Well, I wouldn't necessarily just do supercars. I was going to do things yeah. like Ford and stuff like that. Yeah, see, they. Have... But it would be UK models, like what yeah, do they yeah. sell here? Like cause... for example, Ford still. Just sell the galaxy, but yeah, we've got one at work. One of the newer, one of the well, yeah, latest yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like they do. You kind of got to go in and sort of shake someone's hand in the right yeah. way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want the galaxy showroom, sir? <laughs> this way. So there's currently, and I think this is probably part of it. How many name all the Ferraris that were for sale in 2004, Sam? 2003. Mm, I don't think I bet. Well, I think you 360. Could. Yeah. Enzo. Yeah. Was there any more? There's one more. Uh, more or less less than the it's Enzo. The, it's front engined. It's the one that was in Bad Boys. Ah, oh, the five seven five. It would be the five seven five around that yeah. age. Yeah, that was pretty much their entire lineup. But you see what that yeah. is exactly my point. So they right, now okay. Are... So let me just quickly add another one. Name Bugatti's lineup from two thousand and six. Well, the Veyron. Well, there you go. Name Bugatti's lineup <laughs> now. Ah, <laughs> oh, 
you, you don't what? even know the names of them because they're just so stupid. Do you know what's funny is that I saw... Did I send you? I saw a picture of a Bugatti, which is like a special edition one-off. But it looked like a knockoff. You know, like oh, you really? see some guys in like <laughs> Indonesia and they've sort of got some rough estimates. And they, look, yeah. they, they, they're they never going to own one like yeah. the rest of us. So they just thought... Well, like when China went through that spate of making yes, like Western making cars, but their yeah. own versions. But, you know, it's like a couple of guys or a group of guys together and thought, well, you know what? No one's doing a copyright claim in some <laughs> poor part of Indonesia. <laughs> Let's get some metal and knock it together. Yeah. And you look at it and you think, from about a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm upside down. <laughs> but uh, as you get closer, you can clearly see. But they've done a reasonable job. Like, as in, things are in the right place. The proportions are wrong. Yeah. But... You know, fair play to them. They've got a working vehicle that looks kind of like a Bugatti. And I saw this, I think it was like a Centurino or something. I looked at it and I thought, God, that's a pretty good... Because like, I thought it was one of those cars. Right, okay. I thought, it's like someone's told them what it looks like because it looks nothing like <laughs> the... Um, not the Veyron. Chiron? I don't know if it's the Chiron yeah. anymore. I think it looks it was, nothing... no, they've moved on to something no. else now. Uh, they have, well, because they're owned by Rimac. Yeah, now but so they're the way, Bugatti yeah. Rimac and they make the Nevera. I'll tell you what, here's the quiz that I'll do then. So I just finished that yeah, story. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Is that when I saw the picture, I was like, that you know, that's a that's a pretty good effort. I mean, they've put in way too many like slats and bits and pieces. And then <laughs> this is the new three point eight million pound. <laughs> it was like a one off, and I was like, they go there's the prices as well. It's just it, it yeah, no one you could dream of owning an a a five seven five or a three sixty six. Yes. You could. Secondhand when you're 80. If, well, but also, you know, if Even things went Enzo, the right way in life. If things went, the, you know, a really good way. A 360, for example. You know, your, your base red. I saw it's base. But, you yeah. know, you walk into a Ferrari dealer and say, can I have the standard 360? Yeah. There you go. Here's a red one. So. Yeah. If you've <laughs> With done brown leather. well and you've saved and, you know, you can, you've got good credit and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, you could probably just about, you know, as long as you've got good job, work sort of stuff. Yeah. By the time you're 40, you probably could have walked in and do it. Now, yeah, definitely some people still are. They're selling more cars than they ever have done. But then when the but, when the Veyron came out, it was seven fifty eight hundred thousand. Yeah, it was, it was it was shy right. of a million. Now you want a Bugatti, it's like four million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, to to answer my own question, actually, so how many cars do Ferrari sell currently? Currently, six. No, nine. Nine. Yeah. Do you want me to read them to I'm you? I'm not even sure I can name nine past Ferraris. <laughs> do, you, well, do you want to have a stab at No, I, 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 apart from the LaFerrari, if they still make that. They don't. I don't know any <laughs> Ferraris that are for sale. Genuinely. I couldn't tell you any. He's entered with the one they don't make. Okay, I couldn't. A, a few of them you might have I'd normally of. be able to tell you the base spec one. I couldn't tell you one model. Okay, so we start off 296. No. I'll tell you what you name them. I'll tell you if I've heard of them. Okay. I'll, I'll go in random order then. Um... Oh, just just read them in order. It doesn't matter to me. I still. I think. Portofino. I'll... No. The eight twelve superfast. Might I've heard of a superfast. It might be the eight twelve. It might not. Who the knows? Roma. Yes, I've heard of that. Okay. I've seen one. The Monza SP one. No, couldn't tell you what it looks like. Monza SP two. No. F eight. That's what I thought the four five eight was. So. Uh, well, it may well be. It may have just been that it's in a transition with the. Right, okay. Because I think the F8 so is still... possibly. Yeah, okay. The SF90 Stradale. No. Not a clue. And I said Stradale wrong as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Daytona SP3. Nope. And it's not on this list, but it's about to come out. The Purosang. No, is this their 4x4 that they're it making? Is, yeah. yeah. I but I only know that because I saw an article saying they were making a 4x4. Didn't know what the name was. Is that uh let me hang on, let me try that with another um, Couldn't tell you Lamborghini's current lineup. Lamborghini's current lineup. I would, I would guess. Now you may tell me that I'm five years out of date. I would guess Hurricane, and then I would say I know it's been just been discontinued, but the event store. It's That's funny. what I, and the Eurus. Well, you're right because they basically only made those. But they they made the and I couldn't. I'm putting it in air quotes. I couldn't ash, but it was just a rebodied right uh, okay. event store, and they only sold a few of them, and it, you know it wasn't really a a, a separate model. Um, but the, all of the ones you've mentioned are basically on their run out, yeah. Including um, the Hurricane, which is having a four by four model made of it, which isn't really a four by four. Okay, it's just been lifted slightly. Um, well, all Lamborghinis are four by fours, aren't they? <laughs> They're yeah, all four wheel drive. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm just trying to think of another car brand 
that, that that's that's sort of fast. I don't want to say. I couldn't Porsche tell you. I couldn't you tell just... you Porsche's current supercar unless it's the nine one eight still. Uh, Do they still sell that? No, they don't. Well, I think I don't know then. I don't think they actually have a hypercar at the moment. Okay. Because they've got the, like yeah GT two GT three RS GT three GT three RS that would be your. I couldn't tell you McLarens. Oh yeah, McLaren. What's the new McLaren called? I don't know. From what I know, this, <laughs> the McLaren make the um, P one. I really and really the seven twenty. <laughs> I really hope that we've not got some new listeners who've come in on this podcast. Yeah. And think, <laughs> these guys well, don't know anything. Yeah, why would I listen to these guys? We do <laughs> title know it properly. Saying <laughs> what's wrong with supercars? Uh, it's the Atura. Never heard of it. It's nearly as fast, even though it's um got less horsepower. It's nearly as fast as the P1. But the current supercar culture doesn't draw you in. It's I'm funny. Re- isn't I am it? genuinely. Yeah, I know. I said. I know. That. I said we wouldn't. But I'm quite excited to go to this supercar show. Mm. But because I'll get to see things that I've never seen. So I'll get to see mm. a Veyron. I'll probably get to see a Murcielago. I'll probably get to see a Carrera GT if I'm really lucky, which is my all-time favourite car. And I might get to see a Koenigsegg. None of those yeah. things are current cars. <laughs> no. Is there any... Is there and I any? have an interest in cars. Like, I, I want to see it. Like, I get excited if I see nice cars on the road. Is there any brand new supercar hypercar? That I know. No. <laughs> no that, that, that if I said, Sam, you know, this manufacturer's got into... I know, look, I know you'd be excited. For, yeah, of course. For yeah. any car. But is there anything in your mind that I said, you know, we've been contacted by so-and-so. They're happy to give us the car for six hours. Is there like one that you'd be excited? Because I know the answer in, in my head. When I think of what would Sam dream if I got a phone call, I know in my head it is the Isuzu D-Max. <laughs> <laughs> that would be if, the one if where you... I'd say Isuzu, of course. Are we talking supercars? They've or... said we can have the <laughs> Arctic version. And I would hear him collapse. I'd hear his wife say, <laughs> I think he's happy, but he has collapsed. <laughs> are we talking supercars or just cars? Yeah. Well, um... Supercars, give me supercars. Super if you said Koenigsegg got in touch, I have such a love for the brand yeah. that I don't care what their current model is. I'd be excited to just sit in it. Yeah, if they just said, even if it wasn't ours, turn on, then I could yeah. just sit in it. But no, uh, but regular cars. But six if, hours of like testing. You're going to test it. You're going to be out there. We're going to film you. Put it up on the channel. It's going to be really boring. But an i30m. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be the one. Yeah, I'd be really excited. There's, that... well, there is one on my street. Yeah. And genuinely, people are going to think I'm such a child when I say it, but I get so happy every day when I see it. <laughs> and I, if it's not home when I'm getting home from work, it's like, oh, it's not here. There's a yeah. genuine bit of, like, a little bit of sadness every day if I don't see it. Is it? Is that because it's sort of like... It's because it's so pretty. But you also know <laughs> that you possibly could have it. Yeah, maybe. But I think I'd be just as excited as if it was an Aston Martin or... I mean, it's obviously not going to be a Carrera GT parked down my street, but... Well, you never know. Well, yeah, you never know. Well, given the road structure down there. (laughs) But, I mean, like, if a Porsche 911 was parked. Yeah, similar. Yeah, because there's a 996 Carrera 4S that I sometimes see on the way to work parked in the driveway, and it's the similar. I just like the car that much that I I get happy when I see it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But, obviously, Porsche aren't going to contact us and say, would you like a 25, 30-year-old car for six hours? (laughs) I mean, they do keep, uh, particularly Porsche, they do keep a fleet. Of their older vehicles, but it they're not selling them, so they're not that yeah. keen. And traditionally, on... they'd obviously offer you their latest. Yeah, they, they'd sort of be a bit more like, "Look, this is the car that people can buy. We'd rather, mm-hmm. you know, you go out in that." And, and but no, I mean, it, obviously, like you said, you'd be excited for anything. But if it was, I don't even know if Pagani make a current model. They're probably making another run out of the Zonda, <laughs> but <laughs> doing the last edition of the Zonda yeah. fifteen years later. Yeah. But you know, Pagani. Porsche, McLaren, Ferrari. I, I just, I don't think I'd be like, it wouldn't be like I'd get on the phone to everyone and be like, look, guess what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'd send them pictures while I was there and be like, look what I'm doing. Better than your day, isn't it? Outside of the um, sort of fast stuff, mm-hmm. what would be your interest? I know, And you can't say an Isuzu D-Max, I've already said it. <laughs> especially you know what, the... I'd really like to test drive. Do you know what, there's people that don't live in Europe or don't live where the Isuzu yeah. D-Max is sold <laughs> and they're like, it's what basically the best-looking pickup truck you can buy, <laughs> and they do this version called the Arctic, where from factory it's got like the bigger, bigger, bigger tires. Wheels. Yeah, like the, the wheels aren't mm-hmm. that much bigger, but big tires and yeah, it's suspension. white and black usually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you which go. is not a good color for a pickup truck. <laughs> I would really like to test drive the Toyota Corolla, the regular, the sort of sport, the sport one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but not. We're not talking about the GR because they don't sell it no. here. Because like uh, Sam and I have said many a times. 
car manufacturers have given yeah. up. And I'd like to, to test drive that. Um, I'm just trying to think. You have to give me a second just it's to see funny. if there's anything else on the road. That's a, that's that a Korean manufacturer, you said, the i30. Yeah. Japanese manufacturer with... Uh, and in fact, Isuzu would also... Oh, when it comes out, Nissan's GTR 36 GTR? Their new electric. Oh, is it electric? I didn't know that. I scrapped on <laughs> for a little bit. But... <laughs> I knew if I said the word electric. <laughs> but it um, looks a bit like an R34. Yeah, it does. Skyline. I'm pretty sure they're going to go... Um, because of you know the the big jump they do with the skyline, yeah, yeah. they always do a very long period. I mean the the G uh, the R thirty five, which has now been pulled from the UK, yeah, which was which was never called an R thirty five, was it, or a skyline? It was just called the GTR. The GTR, which is a bit. Of, I mean, I think it technically in Nissan's chassis language, it has R thirty five attached. Yeah, to it. but it doesn't have skyline. Really, it doesn't have it? skyline. But anyway, I think no. the R thirty six is going to be a skyline. Am, am uh, they right? probably will because it that. looks from the picture. So it looks a bit like an R thirty four. Yeah, I a think bit. they'll bring the the name back because they they'll kind of have to, especially Toyota Supra. Oh yeah, okay. the new one. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to I'd like to test drive that. But, but I mean, we're, yeah, we're not talking anything. We're not ripping up any trees with any of these, are we? So no, I was just I was I was interested if you were going to go more for European stuff, for Japanese stuff. Yeah, for... Who knew? No. <laughs> who knew I was such a Japanese car lover? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or yeah. Asian car lover. To, to be fair, actually, if you think about it, a lot of the cars that you've uh, talked about and liked over the years and sort of been interested in have actually been Japanese. Yeah. You you had your Fords. Yeah. Um, if we journeyed back five years, it'd be like a uh, an M140i mm, and stuff like that. Which, yeah. Which is but obviously it, that's not a current model, is that's, it? So. That's, the, that's the shame, actually, isn't it? Cars like the M140i, they were, you know, they weren't, they weren't cheap. We're not saying... Yeah, those cars were cheap, but they mm. were affordable. They were affordable, yeah. In a bracket of, yeah. of you know what people are going to pay for on monthly payments and stuff. And what you got was a six-cylinder engine. Yeah, exactly. Rear-wheel drive. You got things that probably interested you if you're an enthusiast. And now they're sort of it's drifted and drifted and drifted and kind of gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think you're going to have to name this episode the nostalgia episode. <laughs> do you know uh, increasingly and i'm sure people who listen to this may feel the same you know i look at how we'll transition forwards mm-hmm. um with the miles driven and the things we'll do and the sort of challenges we want to set ourselves and um some of the the cars that we want to sort of aim at either getting on the channel or building for the channel or stuff like that mm-hmm. and i think the, the the more i talk to you about it we end up looking at older and old not older and older but we have a lot of conversations about stuff that is up to about 2010, 2015. Yeah. We don't have a lot of conversations about 2025, for example. No. Like what's coming up? Yeah. It Which used to be, used oh, to be. There's, yeah, there's like the, I'm going to, I know I keep referencing it, but it was when we were kids, it was such a big, this is coming out soon, the Veyron. Yeah, yeah. It was like, this car's coming out and it's going to be like a spaceship and it's coming out next year and oh, it's coming out in six months and oh, it's coming out next week. I mean, even to the point when I was, um, when I had my hot little Corsa, when I was mm-hmm. like my, my second car that I ever had, and then it was always the conversation of, are you going to go and get an Astra VXR as yeah. your next car? Didn't spaff yours into a lamppost though, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I believe it was a telegraph. It was, yes. Sam, yes. Yeah. I don't do things by heart. <laughs> uh, but it was always a conversation of, you've got this. And your next move is going to be yeah. such and such. And then the new, and you, you would hear from someone, or if you do want to upgrade, you know, for example, what about if you want to go Ford and they're going to do a new RS or ST, yeah. should you just wait for that instead of going for, and this would be almost a constant conversation mm-hmm. about, should you look at something now? Should you wait a year? Maybe put your name down for something. And increasingly that conversation doesn't seem to happen. Yeah, well, I'll come in here sometimes and you'll be like, oh, so today we're going to talk about the new blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, they made a new one, have they? Yeah, and it's not like it's been on your yeah. radar and you're like, for ages. Oh, no, they haven't just made it. It's for sale. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, didn't hear anything about that coming up. One of the ones that, and it genuinely caught me off guard, and it might catch some of our listeners who are international off guard because it's been pulled from a lot of markets, the Fords still do make the Focus ST. Oh. 
It was, it was an incredibly popular hot hatch in the UK particularly. And obviously they took it to the US in its second generation, mm -hmm. um, along with an RS version, which we also got. Um, I think it was built near the RS. It was built in Germany, I think, actually. Okay. But, you know, everywhere got those two cars. Yeah. And they were very popular um, in the markets that they had always been popular in, and they started to get a little bit of traction. They, they're just... I'd forgot it existed. You know, the reason I bring it up is because the new Civic Type R has come out and has been road tested and everything yeah, else. Great. Yeah, Sam <laughs> loves it. <laughs> um, but uh, what I suddenly realised was, as people were talking about it, no one was benchmarking it against yeah. uh, hot hatches. And I thought, that's a bit bizarre. And then I started to actually set myself the challenge of what's out there. So, of course, i30M, like you said. Yeah. And there are other ones. I don't want to just go off into a long thing about it. But then I realised. I thought, well, Ford still might make the ST. How how is that not the standard? Yeah, why it was, is it not? It was always the sort of benchmark. It yeah. was, you know, it's sort of you've got Golf GTI, um, Focus ST. Once the Focus ST had come out, so if we look at the last two decades, mm -hmm. it was sort of your Golf GTI, Focus ST, and then Vauxhall had their offering with the VXR version, which was more coupe shaped. You know, was in yeah. that hatch um, fight, and then everything else sort of spawned around that uh, for popularity. And you know, Renault had some great cars, and Honda and everyone else. But it was just the fact that if you were having a conversation with whoever about hot hatches, the cars that would generally keep coming up, Volkswagen, who of course still make the GTI, and everyone knows. Yeah. But the Ford Focus has almost been forgotten. It just like. <laughs> I, I don't know that 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 really surprised me. It was so popular for such a long time, and, and it wasn't like it's drifted off. And you know, people had had this sort of sad, sorry farewell. It just sort of disappeared, and yeah. I think a lot of people think, "Oh, they stopped making it," and they haven't. Yeah, it's just disappeared from from popular popular culture. culture yeah. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. So, did we uh, we did more of a car podcast this week? We did. Sam. Yeah. After our venture away from it, our first one of the year that we had done together yeah. last week. Talking was... about Bruce Willis and asteroids. Yes. <laughs> um, this week, we're back to cars. And, and next, next week, week, we're going back to planes. <laughs> Are you, you're doing your... I shall do my little section on my uh, turbo ramjet. If, everyone, you're listening to this in the first week of February, which I think... Um, uh, next next week, I think, the first week. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, think how the release schedule works. And he's not talking about that. You know... He did what he does every time he leaves this room, which goes home and forgets. Yeah, like if the I'll say the I've left the tab off. open on my Internet Explorer, yes. so oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> As I say, it's usually turns the microphone off, and three days later I'll send a message. Oh, did you? Uh, well, you know, whatever we've yeah, had and I'll lie about. and say, yeah, don't worry, I got it all sorted. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll forget two days after that, and then it's only when I listen to the podcast to check it when it's released. I'm like, what a sod! He said he was going <laughs> to do this. <laughs> And so the cycle of life continues. <laughs> yes. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and we will catch you in the next one. We will indeed. <laughs>